Welcome back to another episode of Encouraged to Encourage podcast. I am your host, Pastor Lakia Peters, and as always, I am excited to be with you. I'm excited to share another story, another message. Um, Today's message is still coming from my book, Memoirs of a Soldier, from the U.S. Army to the Army of the Lord. That book is available in ebook. I will purpose to have the information in the show notes. I think I've still been putting it in there, Um, but just still want to share, still want to bring what God gave me years ago now, because I wrote this book several years ago, but I just feel led to go back and share some of these messages. So today's key scripture, well, first, let me tell you what we're going to be talking about today, right? Today, I'm going to be talking about lead by example, And then the subtopic is, am I my brother's keeper? And y'all should already know because of my military background, again, the the subtitle of Memoirs of a Soldier is from the U.S. Army to the Army of the Lord. And really my purpose and my intent when I share these stories is to show the parallel between my experiences in the military and my experiences in my Christian walk, how the army in the natural parallels so closely a lot of times with what the word of God says and with the spiritual walk. And so again, this is what I purpose to do. And so hopefully um, you will enjoy the message today. Uh, I try to keep it fun. Um, And again, I'm just grateful that you guys are with me. So the key scripture, we're going to read the full story of this, but I want to just always emphasize the key scripture and where this is coming from. So Genesis chapter four, the key verse is verse nine, and it reads, afterward, the Lord asked Cain, where is your brother? Where is Abel? I don't know. Cain responded, am I my brother's keeper? So as a soldier in the army, my rank when I got out was E5. E5 stands for sergeant. A sergeant is considered a leadership position. And there were four ranks that are under this position, E1 to E4. Those That's the rank structure. You start from E1 and it goes 2, 3, 4, 5, all the way up. Regardless of whether you are E1 or E9, you are trained to be a leader. The reason is because you have to be able to lead yourself. As a soldier in the military, you have to be able to lead yourself. As an E1 private, you're responsible for things like keeping up with all of your gear, your weapon, learn how to be a soldier. We had to make sure just at that basic level, we had to make sure we got up on time. When you go through basic training, you got to make sure you're in formation on time. Yes, there's a wake up call. But again, as the leader of yourself, you've got to be able to get up and do what you need to do to be where you need to be. Failure to do what you were supposed to do affected the entire platoon and sometimes the whole unit. If you know anything about military structure, you have different platoons. And then within those different platoons, you have what's called a company. And then within that comp, the companies, there are different platoons. It's just a whole different structure of just multiple layers. So again, when I'm saying you being late could affect not just your platoon, but the whole company. Because if the whole company is meeting and you're supposed to be somewhere, but some one person is late, then that prevents everyone from being able to move and to be where they need to be. So that's the bigger picture of how just one person being late could affect the whole. 
everyone would be punished because you were late and you weren't prepared. So that's the other thing about this being a leader is because knowing just me making sure I'm where I needed to be prevents other people from getting in trouble. Now, once you started to advance in rank, then you had to add the responsibility um, of others for being responsible for others as well as yourself. The phrase that we used to use the most in the military was lead by example. An effective leader always leads by example and doing it so that others can see how it should be done. I still live my life even now off of lead by example, lead by example for my children, lead by example when I'm at work. It's just something that's been instilled in me is to lead by example, show you better than I can tell you. So it's the purpose is for you to do it so that others can see how it should be done. As kingdom believers, if we want people to follow us as we follow Christ, then our actions have to line up with what the word says. Salvation is a spiritual thing. So we have to be the example of what salvation is. We have to let people know and see what it looks like. That means living and believing in our hearts what we are ministering, what we are sharing with others. If we live and believe in our hearts, our outward example, our outward actions will line up and reflect what we say we believe. Another level of leadership was being responsible for others and knowing their whereabouts at all times. Each morning, squad leaders would check to make sure everyone assigned to the squad was present and accounted for. If someone was missing and no one knew where they were, it was considered AWOL, A-W-O-L, which stands for absent without leave. Even though the soldier did not have permission to be gone, the squad leaders would be punished for not knowing they were missing. We also had a buddy, a battle buddy system, or buddy system, we called it battle buddies, that's what it was called, but it was a buddy system. And the purpose was, is that you could not go anywhere without having someone with you. Now, this was mostly applicable during basic training, but even after I got into basic training, even in wartime, even when you go back to your regular units, um, they still utilize this. I don't know what they do now. I've been out of the military since 2008, but I'm talking about what it was like when I was in. Amen. If the battle buddy did not know, they were also disciplined for not being their buddies keeper or their brother's guardian. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, you are. There are so many more levels to this concerning things that could happen when we don't look out for one another. It's important, y'all, that it, as we lead ourselves, that we also look out for one another. Now, that doesn't mean you get in people's businesses, that you try to go inside of their homes and tell them how to live their lives, but it means to look out for your brother check on them, see if where they are, you know, just basic things, right? Like if you're going to church and you're used to seeing someone and you haven't seen that person, give them a call. And, and I, I want to say this too, when you, when you're looking for people, right. And you give them a call, sometimes we tend to think the worst. We tend to think, oh, well, because I haven't seen this person, oh, they must be out there doing something wrong. They must be in a bad way because they haven't been to church or, you know, and that tends to happen. And so it doesn't be in your, brother or sister's keeper doesn't mean it's your sole responsibility to, to, to rule their lives. It just means 
to be accountable, to make sure people know. Sometimes we find ourselves out there alone and, and needing someone and feeling like we don't have anyone because we don't have that battle buddy, right? You can this this concept can apply to friendships, to family, on jobs. You can have a coworker or someone who you consider as your buddy. You guys help each other, right? You bounce ideas off of each other. Again, this battle buddy system can be applied in so many different areas if you want to utilize it right, and there's benefits that come with it. What I want to do now is let's look at the full story of Cain and Abel. If you remember, I opened with the scripture. We're talking about, am I my brother's keeper? And we're going to look at the story of Cain and Abel, where this is generated from. Do you enjoy listening to Encourage to Encourage podcasts? If you could do me a favor, share your favorite episode with two or three people. Make sure that you like, follow, subscribe, turn your notifications on. Help me reach as many people to hear this good gospel. All right, let's look at this story of Cain and Abel. And I'm just going to start at verse one and we'll go through and I will just trust God on where we should end. So I am reading Genesis chapter four. I am reading this out of the King James version and verse one starts. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bared his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. Verse three. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respected unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth. That means he was angry. And his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth, or why art thou so angry? And why is thy countenance fallen? If you do well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. Verse nine, and the Lord said unto Cain, where is Abel, thy brother? And he said, I don't know. I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? And so we see in this story of Cain and Abel, we see two brothers. They were raised together in the same house with both their parents. They grew up. They were raised to be leaders. Why do I say that? Because their father, Adam, was the first leader. So naturally, they would be trained to be leaders. This story shows two kinds of leaders, 
attributes and hearts. We're talking about lead by example, but again, am I my brother's keeper? So in verse two, it said, later she gave birth to his brother, named him Abel. When they grew up, Abel become, became a shepherd, leadership, and Cain cultivated the ground. So this just signifies Cain cultivated the ground and this represented the behind the scenes leader, right? A leader, remember in my opening story, I talked about being able to lead yourself, but then when you get a job, depending on what position you're in, you have to lead others. And so this is just showing us again that they were leaders and the different types of leaders that are represented. So behind the scenes leaders are people who can serve by following instructions, well enough to work without direct supervision. See, people in the church who have no official title, right? That just means they haven't been licensed. In some churches, they license you to be a pastor and evangelist. But in this case, behind the scenes, people, they don't need a title. They don't need that license or certificate. They can still serve without being told. That is also a leader. Abel was a shepherd. And he represented the upfront leaders, right? Such as the headship, again, those licensed pastors, teachers, elders, deacons, ministers, um, where I come from in the spiritual growth center, they have home directors, they have training leaders. So all of these are those upfront leaders that you're going to see. That's going to be the face. That's going to be the voice that you hear the most in a church setting. These are the people that bring the word which is directly connected to your faith. So we're I'm talking about spiritual leaders, right? And those who bring you your word, whether you go weekly, but that's what you connect your faith to, the word that they are giving you, the word that they are preaching, right? See, Cain's gift of some of his crops represented a soulish attitude because he gave some of the crops. And what we saw in the scripture, there was a distinction between what Cain gave and there was a distinction between what his brother Abel gave. Let's go back and look at it. So when it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. That's what scripture says. Abel also brought gift of the best of the firstborn lamb from his flock and the fat thereof. So he gave of the first flock, but then it also says he gave the fat thereof. And the Lord accepted Abel and his gift but did not accept Cain. And we know that this made Cain angry. See, because of his anger, he became angry, right? Cain became angry because his gift was not accepted. He had a spirit of a murderer, which comes from Satan. The anger that was within him led him to act out that. The spirit of murder was in him, which caused him to do it. And we know that murder comes from Satan because his MO is to steal, kill, and destroy. In John 8 and 44, it says, For you are children of your father, the devil. He was a murderer from the beginning and always hated the truth. Now, Abel's gift, it was the best of the firstborn lamb. And that represents a spirit-led attitude. He gave from his heart and it was accepted by God. There was some thought and some effort and some intention put behind the gift that Abel gave and the offering that he gave. See, this probably made Abel happy. He was proud and he was grateful to know that the Lord had accepted his offering. In Proverbs 3 and 9, it says, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. Hebrews 11 and 4 says, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. 
it was spirit led. He did it with the spirit of excellence. He offered by faith. So that tells us that it was spiritually led because it was by faith, meaning he was just believing and trusting with his heart to give a more excellent sacrifice, the sacrifice. And I also believe that that was what was missing. One of those differences between uh, Cain's, what Cain gave and what Abel gave, the sacrifice. So God asked Cain, why are you so angry? Why did you look so dejected? He was wanting him to stop and think and ask, why are you angry? What are you angry about, right? And when we talk about leadership and when we talk about, am I my brother's keeper? When we talk about, we're talking about our attitudes. We, we need to take some time to ask ourselves, why am I so angry? What am I upset about, right? Now, obviously God already knew right? The Lord asked the question, even though he already knew the answer, he knew why he was upset. But it says, why was Cain so angry? Because God did not accept his offering. He didn't do what was right concerning his offering. That's why it tells him in the scripture that we read, it says, if you do what's right, then you will be accepted. And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door and its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. So he, that anger we talked about, that spirit of anger led to sin, which is what caused him to murder his brother. In order for our gifts to be accepted by God, we must do what is right and what is good. Our actions, we must make sure that we're doing what is right and what's good. We must give from our hearts, but failure to do what is right leads to sin. Lead by example, by doing what's right and what's good. In verse seven in Genesis, it says, sin, it says, sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you, but you must subdue it. Take control of sin and be its master. Don't let anger, anger represents sin. Don't let that sin cause, take control of you and cause you to sin, right? See, God was questioning Cain concerning his attitude. He wanted him to check his attitude because again, the attitude is what stemmed from the offering, from what he gave to begin with. His attitude was not right. How is your attitude? Do you love your brother or your sister? You can't be, am I my brother's keeper? But I can't be my brother's keeper if I don't genuinely love and have care for my brother or my sister. Do you care about what happens to them, good or bad? Do you want them to make it or do you want them to fail? These are self-examination questions that you must ask yourself about the people that you call friend, about your brother or your sister in Christ. Then God wanted Cain to acknowledge what he had done. How have you been treating your brother, your sister? You've got to be able to acknowledge that. Have you been trying to kill them or have you been trying to help them? Have you given any gifts? If so, when was the last time? And aside from your regular tithes and offering, maybe you're just a tither. Maybe you don't give the tithe and the offering. Maybe you just give your offering and you don't give your tithe. But again, when was the last time? You want to check your heart, check your attitude and ask yourself, when was the last time you gave? You have to listen to see if anyone is crying out against you. Later in those scriptures around verse, later past nine, it's going to talk about that he heard this, uh, Cain's, let me just go to it because a lot of times when we try to paraphrase, we misquote and I don't want to misquote it. So let's just go look at it. So I stopped in verse nine. So I'm just going to pick up in verse 10. 
And it says, and he said, what hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. And now art thou cursed from the earth, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. So it says, right? I was talking about what is, what's being said. Have you listened to see? Is anyone crying out against you because you have wronged someone? Although we don't, although we have haters, I mean, there's people that are just going to hate you for no reason. People that are just going to be against you. But sometimes what is being said about us might actually be true. And you got to listen and hear and find out, is it true? Have you been rebuked or corrected because of something you said or did? There are consequences for killing our brothers or our sisters. In Genesis 4, 11 and 12, it says, Now you are cursed and banished from the ground, which has swallowed your brother's blood. No longer will the ground yield good crops for you, no matter how hard you work. From now on, you will be a homeless wanderer on the earth. See, the curse, this curse could result in you not being able to find a job, make a living, feeling like nothing's going right for you. There's all types of curses, right? That could be connected to your attitude. That could be connected to sin that you have not acknowledged. It says, banished from the ground, homeless, with no place to live, moving from shelter to shelter, house to house, living outside. And Genesis 4.16, it says, so Cain left the Lord's presence and settled in the land of Nod. That means wandering. So having a bad attitude or a heart will cause you to be sent out from the presence of the Lord. A godly spirit-led leader leads by example and is a guardian of their brothers and their sisters in Christ. Present your best gifts before the Lord and with the right attitude. Give from your heart and your gifts will be accepted. Be sure that you are helping those around you and not killing them with your bad attitude, jealousy, or envious spirit. Have a desire to forever remain in the presence of the Lord. It's testimony time. Testimony time is about sharing where I've been, where I'm at, and where I'm going in Christ. We should always have something that we can testify concerning the goodness of the Lord. The goal is to do it in three to five minutes or less. All right, y'all. So today's testimony is coming from another one of my books. I know, right? How many books have I written? Four to be exact, but let me stay focused. So this testimony is coming from my book called Mind Blowing Blessings. And this testimony is called Mind Blowing Deliverance. I want to open with a scripture from James chapter five, verses 13 and 15. It says, is anyone among you suffering? Then he must pray. Is anyone cheerful? He is to sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? Then he must call for the elders of the church and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will restore the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, they will be forgiven. One morning during our prayer time, I started to have pain in my legs and in my knees. I asked God, why was I experiencing this pain? And I prayed for my healing. Later during Bible class, a guy testified about losing a football scholarship due to damaged ligaments 
from smoking crystal meth. Immediately, I received it as God was answering my prayer and giving me a natural explanation. I could relate to it because I had been delivered from smoking crystal meth. In the same class, the teacher shared his testimony about how God had healed him. And through prayers, burdens were lifted from him. He shared how instead of losing his leg, he only lost his toes on one foot. Later in the evening, I asked a leader in the Spiritual Growth Center to pray for me. I heard she had a healing anointing through the laying on of hands in prayer. So she came over to my bedside and she placed her hands on me. She began rubbing holy anointing oil all over my legs while praying for me. During the time that she was praying for me, as I was sitting on my bed, I felt like I was floating in the air. It felt like I had been lifted up completely off my bed. At one point in time, I felt as if a physical weight was dropped off of me or that I had let go of something that was holding me down. When I woke up the next day, my legs felt well with no pain. After walking around the dorm, my foot swelled up a little bit, but not like it had previously. As I sat later during the day during prayer, I felt no pain. I walked around the church just to shame the devil and to cancel any negative thoughts. The rest of that day, I stood in class during praise and worship time, and it was longer. That day it was longer than it usually was. Still, there was no pain. I became filled with gratitude to know that the Lord is real and he is a healer. God keeps showing me that he is a true and living God. I made a vow to be real with God and to allow him to deal with me and to get to the root of all of my issues. I discovered that I needed to afford God the opportunity for me to be free and to free me from the bondage that I was in. Prayers offered in faith have power to heal and restore. Do you enjoy listening to podcasts? Well, I have another podcast suggestion for you. I have a podcast along with my sister called Unapologetic and Free Talk Show. We're sisters by blood, but friends by choice. We both live in Texas. However, we're in two different cities. So we created this podcast in order for us to get together and share our heart. We talk about things like mental health, church hurt. We also have a series called You Don't Know My Story. I personally share my personal story and testimony about how I came to San Antonio and really the basis for a lot of the stories that I've shared so far on Encourage to Encourage. We have been doing this podcast for two years, so there are several episodes already there ready for you to listen to. The information will be in the show notes on how you can find us. The name of that podcast, again, is Unapologetic and Free talk show and you can find it here on Spotify.